When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. You're now listening to The Check-In with Black Menswear. And I'm your host, Neandre Broussard, CEO and founder of Black Menswear. It's unfortunate that black men have had to fight negative perceptions that not only make our personal journeys more difficult, but directly impact the wider African-American community. On The Check-In, we provide proof against these stereotypes by discussing engaging topics that uplift our community through interviews of inspiring individuals with stories of racks to riches, defeat to victory, and just downright interesting stuff you'll want to hear. Although Black Men's World was birthed out of a love for men's fashion and style, that love has blossomed into one of the internet's foremost communities for men to gain encouragement, inspiration, and of course, style and swag tips. We've literally gone viral over and over again for our flash mobs. Now, you ain't gotta be black to listen to this podcast, but you do have to keep an open mind and have a desire to be a part of something to change the narrative. Thanks for tapping in. This is The Check-In with Black Men's Wear. What's up, everybody out there? Welcome. Welcome to another edition of The Check-In, another episode. We are now season two, episode two. Like We're making this thing really official. So appreciate everybody tuning in and tapping in with us uh, for The Check-In. As you guys know, The Check-In is where we're able to connect with some black men who are doing some really good things and really kind of break down their stories get them to come directly across to you guys. So appreciate everybody that tunes into the check-in. Hope what we're providing is, is knowledge-based for you guys and gives you a little bit more motivation uh, to, to, to be your best self and move yourself forward. If you're tuning on with us on Instagram, please go ahead in the chat section. You know, as always, we want you to go ahead and put where you're tuning in from so we can let, so we can, you know, kind of see where the love is coming from. Really excited today to have my guy Jimmy Allen is going to be joining us here in just a second. So as as we get Jimmy into the room here, three things I need you guys to do. I need you to subscribe to three different places. All right. One, the podcast. The check in is on the podcast. So so subscribe to the check in. Two is our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel is Black Men's Wear on YouTube. It's where you're going to find all the content about the Dapper Conversation series and the Flash Mob recap videos. So the, the YouTube channel as well. The third thing I need you guys to subscribe to is, of course, our Black Men's Wear uh, um, newsletter. You can get to the newsletter either through the website at www.weareblackmenswear.com or if you're on Instagram, the link in bio, click the link in our bio and that'll bring it up that way. 
without further ado, we got the man. Oh, bro, the chain is beautiful. We got <laughs> we got the man himself, Mr. Jimmy Allen, on with us, man. On with us, bro. I appreciate you, man. How are you, brother? Good, man. You know, I'm still feeling fresh like I got my my black hey, hey, man. Shout out to you and Jacob, man. Bro, I, I, I can't tell you, bro. I appreciate you confiding with us to be able to, to, to drape you for the CMAs, man. And it looked, yeah, it looked man. amazing, bro. It looked yeah, amazing. That John was fresh. So what <laughs> I gotta give a shout out to my boy, to our boy Trail. Yes, yes, you know yes, I mean? yes. Black Excellence brunch we did. Shout out uh, Trail Thomas. Yes. Man, I, I met Trail back when I was in a band called Color of London and uh, we were working with Alex and Ani. Okay. And he was working with VH1 Save the Music at the time. Okay, okay. So we met in New York. This was like, had to be at least five, six years ago. Yeah. 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 Man, 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 man. No, I, man, shout out Troll Thomas, man. Troll's, Troll's the plug. Troll is the Dude. plug. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Plug, man. He got two phones. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, man. No, nah, man. Well, 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 Jimmy, bro, I appreciate you taking our time, man. One thing I want to say as we get this thing started, bro, you can sing like, like, oh. like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, can sing, bro. No, so, 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 so with you, man. And again, you guys are tuned into the check in. We got my man, Jimmy Allen on back to back. Number one hits out the gate. You know what I'm saying? People got to respect you for it. Right. You put out music and it is it is it is music that people want to hear. So we love that, man. Definitely kudos to you Um, for you, man, from a personal level, man. What really what really motivated you to pursue music? Right. Like, man, uh, I I grew up, uh, you know, all my mom listened to was Christian and gospel music. Yep. You know, I grew up in church and uh, all my dad listened to was country music. Okay, You know, so. There's a big similarity between country music and Christian music, the fact where those two genres are about the the actual performer and the songwriter and their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more of a personal thing. You know, it's, um, uh, and, and, and a lot of stories are similar. You know, it's really about family and like looking back and just sometimes trying how to be better. It's very nostalgic. Yeah. Um, and so that's my big word of the week. Yeah, so nostalgic. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna say that about twelve times. On Got you. Yeah. So, so I grew up, man, in church playing drums. Okay. I was playing drums in church at first. I remember our church was very traditional when I was younger. We just used to sing hymns and stuff. And yeah. I remember, my mom, I was like six or seven, went to Toys R Us, right? And bought me these little this paper drum set and yeah. sat me in the front row of the church and I'm like wearing these things out like yeah, <laughs> yeah. like people yeah. looking at me like then we started having a bunch of like more instruments like drums and bass and guitar and, and I just fell in love with it mm-hmm. you know like performing mm-hmm. and then uh, my cousin Charles uh, Charles Gibbs man he's a guy that taught me how to play um, piano uh, okay. so I started playing piano for some of the groups and stuff for the church and you know rest so charles died in 2000 and shucks what year was it 2006 i think it was Um, but uh i learned a lot man from him and then you know i got to school started i got into musical theater you know uh, i did like footloose uh i did a raisin in the sun at dell state okay Uh, okay i got to play walter lee i got okay yeah right I'm like super like laid back and funny or whatever, but I got to play a more serious role and it was cool. And yeah. 
you know, that they like South Pacific and The King and I. And I just really fell in love with performing and, and music. And for the longest, again, it was just Christian and country music. Mm-hmm. Then I got older and I got into hip hop and R&B and, and rock. And, you know, I, I miss that old R&B, you know, that yeah, right. 8701. Right, know, right, yeah. Emotional <laughs> record. Um, yeah. I'm Gonna Love You by Rough Ends is yeah. one of the most underrated R&B songs of yeah. all time. You know yeah, I mean? for sure. Uh, and then at the same time I was listening to that, man, I was listening to Alan Jackson and Tim McGraw and mm-hmm. Brad Paisley and Matchbox 20 and Hootie and the Blowfish. And, you know, I was a Tupac guy over a Biggie guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. Um, but it, it just music has just always been a part of who I am, you know, yeah. and I never could see myself doing anything else. You know what I mean? Even though the road was crazy. Right. Right. You know, moving right. To, I, I, I moved to Nashville August 07. Okay. Um, and in time during country music, Darius hadn't even come over the country yet. Darius first country single wasn't until 2008. Got you. You know, there was no Florida Georgia line. So not only was country still kind of traditional, the only black guy in country music was my uncle cowboy Troy and Charlie Pry. Right, right. You know I mean, so right. not only did I look different, my sound was very progressive. Right. So, you know, so I, I joined a band, then I joined another band, and we started taking trips back and forth to LA and we started working with Ricky from uh Kanye's cousin from from good 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 uh, music whatever we start mm-hmm. working with them start working with Alex and Ani, that brand um, so we was literally just all over the place trying to find our footing right you know what I mean right um, and then I was told in Nashville I was too pop for country but yet I was too country for pop yeah right I met, <laughs> yeah. I met with this label in L A and they told me straight up they like look we love your band we love you but we don't know about those boots. <laughs> and you gotta I, I remember I walked to the meet and I had a big chew in. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> what is yeah. that? Yeah. I said, oh my bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, you know, I still keep in contact with, with the label we were talking to and stuff, but it just didn't seem right, you know? Right. So my dad was like, look, go back to Nashville, write the songs you want to write, mm-hmm. and the timing will happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened, man. You know, I just kept working. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Nine years later, I played this. Uh, I was working like two and a half jobs. I was working at, and I met this producer. It was like, um, I want you to play this writer's round. And that's where you got three or four songwriters on stage. Together. Right. Right. take turns singing songs right so i went i was like you know what my dad always had this saying always make yourself available mm-hmm. so i uh i went there i said i'm gonna leave you to play some songs um get a free meal and find out <laughs> yeah. i made 200 dollars. So yeah right <laughs> but another guy that was on the show was a guy named ash bowers um he's my manager now and my co-producer mm. um ash changed my life man like right after the show, Ash was like, yo, what do you got going on? I was like, he said, you signing by? I was like, nope. He said, well, I want to take you around town and introduce you to some people. He wanted to introduce me to like a lot of bigger companies. So I was like, right. well, what do you got going on? And Ash was like, look, I got a small company. We're not that big, but I believe in you. I said, well, I want to roll with you. Yeah, yeah right. Because right. to me, I tell people, don't get caught up in the big companies and the big names, man. Find your champion. Right. 
You right. know what I mean? Somebody uh-huh. said, did you write Make Me Want You? Yes, I co-wrote Make Me Want You with two friends of mine. Um, I, it's all about finding your champion. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, so many people get wrapped up in the names or this person worked with this artist or this person worked with that artist. That sounds great, but that don't mean they're going to do nothing for you. For sure. Yeah. And it doesn't, and it doesn't mean the magic is there. It's yep. all about finding the magic and, and, and finding that passion for you and your career. So me and Ash just got to work, man. You know, we, he set me up with a bunch of rights and, um, we was working with, uh, Another lady, uh, Amy, uh, Amy Henderson Scott was at the company at the time. Love Amy. Um, she set me up with these two guys the day after I signed my deal, JP Williams and Josh London. Mm. And we were literally a walking joke. Like I was a black guy in the room. He had Josh the redneck and this blind guy. Yeah. JP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we wrote Best Shot together. Uh, okay. Now my first single. Right. Uh, it was a, th- a three week number one. Right. And um, we, uh, we just, we just got busy. Then after that, I met I met my band. Um, I met uh, I was writing with this guy named Trip from the band Lanco, and Trip was like, "Hey, uh, can I bring my little brother to our next write?" I was like, "Cool." So he brought his brother. His name's Tate. Tate's actually my bass player in my band now. Okay. Me and Tate disconnected, and I was like, "Man, I'm looking for a band." Yeah. And Tate was like, "Well, I play bass, yeah, and I know these two brothers. One plays guitar, one plays drums. That's Josh and Seth, and those dudes, man." At the first rehearsal, knew the music, knew everything. And I was like, let's do this, man. So we did a showcase. We got a deal. And what I love about my band, man, when these guys invested just as much as I did. Yeah, so right. we took, we went on, we went on a radio tour, January 2018. Mm-hmm. These guys pretty much quit their job uh, to do this month-long radio tour, not knowing that there would be shows afterwards. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. And they had families, you know, right. they got wives or whatever. Uh, Tate Tate does, and uh, Seth didn't at the time, but Josh did and Tate did. Um, and then we toured in the van for a while. I was paying him $25 a show. I had no money back. Yeah, so I was paying yeah. him $25 a show, and they was helping me drive. And uh, So it was uh, it was cool, man. It, those, those dudes, since day one, you yeah. know, had my back, man. That's why, you know, they're... They're my brothers, man. Yeah. So it's I've been lucky enough, man, to find people that believed in me. Right. And we, and we just we just work. Right. Keep our head down. And that's you know, pretty much fast fast shortened version of the long <laughs> the love and music. Bro, I, I and I love that too, that you you know when somebody's really in tune with how they got to where they are today because they can t- take you down every single step along the way, right? That's how you know it's genuine. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so for you to be able to, to backtrack that down to shoot, man, I remember when I was in the church playing the drums on the first pew, you know, on the yeah. first, <laughs> like, but yeah, to really I be, remember it, man. yeah, to be, it to, feels like yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and for you to be in tune with that, you know what I'm saying, to where for you, the career isn't, it didn't start two years ago. Like the career started a long time ago and how you've been able to bring all these pieces together across your life, even going back to the point of, you know, learning instruments and from an amateur basis to performing in the, in the arts and to now, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that that helps you probably be a little bit more comfortable on stage and being sure in front of all these did. people. Like I tell young musicians all the time, if you're in middle school, high school, and even after get into musical theater. Yeah. Because when you're on stage, man, singing, you're still entertaining. You're still portraying right. a role. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, when I wrote Best Shot, I was not in love at all. 
Yeah. At all. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So look, I used to get most of my song ideas from TV shows and stuff. You know? So what helped being able to like step into a song and own that moment to be able to connect with the audience was doing theater, mm. doing plays. You know, that that helped that helped a lot. And doing different roles too. Wow. You know what I mean? Like stepping outside the box and kind of, you know, just really using everything as an avenue to get better and add more tools to your to your belt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's really what it's, it's all about. No matter what situation you're in, learning enough to be able to say, you know what? I've been in a situation before. I can use this moment. Right. Or I can do this. I can do this. You know, and I did a lot of improv, like Im- improv theater, improv comedy. Uh, okay. Because, you know, you never know what situation you're right. going to be in. Like, right. At, right. At my shows, my band, we don't really have, we have a set list, but it's merely a suggestion. Yeah. Because right. I feel like as an entertainer, it's not my job to make the listeners hear what I want them to hear. It's my job to entertain them. Yeah. You know what I mean, they paid the money to come see me. So we got three or four songs to start to set off with, right? And then I'll kind of feel where the crowd wants to go. Mm-hmm. They want more ups, boom, we hit one more ups. If I want they feel like they want more ballads or they want to cover a 90s cover, or 90s country cover, 90s R&B cover, whatever, we do it all yeah. to kind of keep pulling. Yeah. You know, I want to make them laugh, cry, remember I want to inspire them. Yeah. Those, those are the four things that you want to do on a show. And you don't want to hit them all at once. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You want to take them on the emotional roller coaster. I want people to leave that show like, what the hell just happened? Right. <laughs> right. Why do I feel like this? But I also want people to leave a better person than they came in. Yeah. I, I always have a little moment. I call it my sermon moment, right? Where I hope to inspire somebody. Yeah. And not inspire them to chase fame and success that you see on social media, but inspire them to be better people and take pride in whatever job they have now. Right. Because it's not about, at the end of the day, this music thing, you know, the, 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 the fashion thing you do, it's a job. Right. We love it, but it's a job. It's all about providing for our families. So mm-hmm. I tell people, if you're a cashier at McDonald's, be the best damn cashier at McDonald's you can be. Take right. pride in your job. If right. you're a car washer, you be the best damn car washer there is. You know, if you're waiting tables at a restaurant, you be the best server right. that there is. Right. And right. you slowly work and progress. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So kind of along that vein, man. So what what would you say if you were looking back at your 20-year-old self? What would you what would you tell 20-year-old Jimmy as a little bit of advice? I would say you're about to move into a trailer with no electric in Nashville and you're going to have a pet mouse for six months. Oh man. <laughs> but that's all right. Yeah. 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 You're going to learn from that. You're going to build tough skin. Yeah. You know, those are going to be moments that's going to uh, prepare you to continue to take risk when your career slowly starts to move forward. Um, I would say you're going to do a song with Darius Rucker and Charlie Pride. Right, right. Just yeah. hold on. Just hold on. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to look in your phone one day and have every one of your favorite artist numbers in there. Yeah. And they're going to be good people that are willing to help you and guide you in your career. Yeah. I would tell them that the journey you're on might seem like it doesn't matter and you're doing it for nothing. But you will inspire people. Yeah. People will continue to 
fight for not only their career but for life right because of the music that you put out yeah and for me that's that's the biggest thing bro like if someone asked me if i could give up fame and just be to have money because for me i didn't get this for fame i got this to make a living and do music mm-hmm. so for me i was i felt like i was successful before the record deal came yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah um so that's my thing man if i could and I understand with this career, you know, the more success you have, yeah, you know, fame and notoriety comes with it. That's cool. But for me, it was never about that, man. It was like hoping along the way, my story, my struggles and my journey could help someone else. Mm-hmm. And that's from this, the being homeless for a while. That's from the mental illness I have. That's from the heart condition I have. That's from everything using it to help someone else because... Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We struggle when we feel we're alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. When you feel yeah. like you're on an island, yeah, that's when you struggle the most. But when you can look and know that the person's song you're currently jamming to has experienced a lot of things that you're experiencing now, you see that they've overcome it. You see that success and being comfortable in your own skin is an obtainable goal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that for me is the is the is the biggest the biggest thing. Well, I, I I love it all, man. Um, building tough skin, and then knowing that that result is coming. You just gotta yeah, be man. patient. You it's, have to be patient, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, I tell people split eight years. No matter your career is, give it eight years. Because you figure if you're in college, you go four years undergrad, two years grad school, then whatever, whatever. You're looking at six to eight years. Put in eight years. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in that eight years, if it's music you want to do, move to the city where that music is most dominant. Mm, Don't keep your ass in Ohio if you're in Ohio and want to do country music. Yeah. Move to Nashville. Right. Don't, <laughs> right. don't be where I'm from in Delaware if you want to do hip-hop and R&B. Move to L.A. Yeah, right. Just right. up and do it, man. You have to be present. Yeah. You know, these people that you're trying to get to spend a few million dollars in your career, they want to see you invest in yourself. Right, yeah. They want Big to point. see how committed you are they want to yeah they want to know that them not responding to two emails won't discourage you from continuing the email right right no that's 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 that's, that's a good point yeah that's how they weed out who wants it who don't most of them do it on purpose i do it too (laughs) you know i'll send somebody uh they send me a song jimmy can you check this out yeah check it out email me i'll give them a date on purpose email me in two weeks at this exact same time and let's see if they do it. Yeah. And if it's something you really want, you won't forget. You don't even need to set a reminder. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? You'll remember right. every day. You'll be counting down the seconds. <laughs> right. Nah. Supposed to happen. Yep. Yep. Yeah, man. Yep. Yep. No, that's that that that's that's a, a really good point. It really spot on. Um, I'm a, I'm gonna ask you a follow up from that, right? So knowing again, looking at it, so taking back the 20 year old self, saying, "Hey, bro." It's going to work out. You just got to stay persistent and stay to it. Yeah. Um, what about for you? Was there any particular uh, um, failure or I, I hate use I hate using the word failure. Right. Was there any particular uh, thing that you overcame obstacle um, that it looked like 
you wouldn't get through it. But later on, it, it was a a pivotal part of your success. Or is it like a, a favorite failure? If I had to, again, I hate using the F word, but uh, would yeah. you have a favorite failure? Um, I, I, I think one of my, it was two. One was when, when I was in my car for a little bit, uh, a couple months, I didn't eat for like three days. Mm. But for me, in that moment, I was like, you know what? It's all right. You know, if that, knowing, have, feeling that low, knowing I didn't want to go back to it mm. mm-hmm. is what forces me and helps me to not be afraid to take risks. Yeah. yeah. And in order to be successful, you can't be mediocre. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's... You can't be. You can't <laughs> right. be mediocre right. and you can't be you can't play it safe and expect to be successful. Yeah. Ain't gonna happen. Um another thing that motivated me was when this country uh executive uh you know was telling me I'm not sure it was racist as hell. I ain't gonna lie, I it was racist. Yeah, was <laughs> yeah. Much, yeah. Dude was pretty much like, well, I'm not sure how country music would feel about someone that looks like you. Yeah. I was like, he said, I'm not sure if your people would support you. Mm. I was like, yeah. And, and that motivated me like mm. crazy. It yeah. still does. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, it it's it's still man, I I look back at some things that I've had people in the church I grew up with say to me about singing and I'm wasting my time and that still motivates me mm. to this day. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I don't have any ill will towards them. I don't hold grudges or anything. I don't, I wish them the best, but I remember that. Yeah. Right. You know, and right. I'm the type of person, right. man, I fuel off of no's. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doubters tell me no. Doubters telling me no fuels me to work even harder to get where I want to go. You know, so for me, there's, that's why, you know, for a long time, man, I missed birthdays, Christmases, ruined relationships, whatever, yeah. for this thing. Right. You know, there there was nothing more important than music and me being successful. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. And I know that's a horrible thing to say, but it's facts. You know, I was dating this one girl. We was at the movie theater. Somebody called me to do a last minute uh, demo session. I said, I got to go. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and the demo session was only paying 20 bucks. But the thing is, there was a possibility of who can hear my yeah, voice on that right, song. Right. 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 You know what I mean? I, like, and, and, and I tell, I tell every people, everybody in the music business or everyone dating somebody in the music business to watch Defiant Ones, the story on Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine. Yeah, because everybody wants to be successful with Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre, but nobody wants to sacrifice and make the sacrifices that they did. Right. You know, every, right. Everybody wants things when it's comfortable. Right. You know what I mean? Man, like I don't want to do that because I don't know if I got money from food, or or or, or I don't want to do that because I'll be there by myself. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Because every day you make an excuse to somebody like myself or like my cousin Star, that's a, one of the biggest songwriters. Of pop right now in LA that are willing to make those sacrifices yep. that aren't worried about getting home for Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever because we realize we got work to do Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying you yeah. can be happy and comfortable this Thanksgiving and then still not be successful in the career you want to be successful in 
the next three Thanksgivings. So you can be uncomfortable this year. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know? Right. And set yourself up. Right. The, the, the trick is working when everyone else is slacking. Yeah. That's the trick. Yeah. You know, seeking out moments to really make a move. Yeah. Like 2020. 2020 was a perfect opportunity for people to get ahead. Yeah. Nice. You know, and I'll... I'm crazy. I was all about it. I was like, pandemic or no pandemic, we make a move. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. right. And right. I, be, be, because of my team, their hard work and my hard work and being half crazy, you know, this this quarantine, man, we're working on some TV shows. I put out the collab record. I got right. a book right. deal. Right. Uh, right. Did deals with Levi, Ford, right. Crab right. Oil. Got a radio show on Apple Music. It's about looking at a negative and finding a way to flip it into a positive. For sure. And that's just the insane mentality you got to have. You For know? sure. And that's why they say people that are successful are insane. Because we see... We see success when the rest of the world sees failure. Nah, for sure. For sure. You know what I mean? And and that's what it's about for me. You know, expanding the brand to where I can create jobs for my friends. Right. For my family. Right. I can help other people. You know, I'm doing this thing starting on my next album where every album I'm going to have an unsigned artist do a duet with me. Mm. Because I want to give them a platform. Them like somebody yeah, else right, gave right, me a platform. right, right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's all about taking risk. You never know who's going to hear you. You never know who's going to see you. And that's really what it's about, man. Like motivating people and seeing other people be successful makes me feel great. Yeah. Like it fires me up, man. Knowing that there's somebody listening right now that could hear me say, being insane about your music dream is good. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that keeps them going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Let me let me let me ask you this, Jimmy. Um, so you know, Black Men's World is all about changing the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. For you, looking at yourself, Black man. Now, nah, I'm not even gonna. I ain't, I ain't gonna lay it out for you, right? How are you changing the narrative? <laughs> man, I would say I'm changing the narrative. Um, as far as just not being afraid to do things my own way, mm-hmm. you know, from. The fashion standpoint. Yeah, I wear cowboy boots, but I wear chains. Yeah, right. I got a right. nose ring. Yeah. I, I love bling. Yeah. You know <laughs> yeah. What I mean, like, I do. Like, yeah. But at the same time, I grew up in a small town in Delaware. You know, I, I, I ride horses. You know, I chew tobacco. I hunt. I fish. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I can quote you every Tupac song you want. Right. You know, I can quote 8701 by Usher top to bottom. Yeah. But at the same time, I can quote, it's, I feel like I'm changing the narrative as far as I'm creating a lane to where people that are different feel welcome. Mm. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bottom up At participating McDonald's. Mm, That's I like the that. biggest thing. I like that. I you know like what I mean? That. I feel like I'm I'm changing the lane in country to where I'm adding to what my boy Kane Brown's been doing, to what yeah. Darius has been doing, yeah. to what Mickey Guyton's been doing, to what Charlie Pry's been doing, making it normal to see black people in country music. Yeah. And at the same time, making it cool to be cool. Yeah. 
you be you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I love Disney like no other. <laughs> I go to, I go right, to, you I go, go to Disney, Disney yeah. Like, <laughs> year, my nigga. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and that's my thing. Like, I, I feel like the, the, the main way I feel like I'm changing the narrative is by being me. Yeah. Because, see, that's the secret ingredient to everything, and that's what people need to remember. Who you are is the ingredient. Because mm. there's only one of you. Mm-hmm. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. No one else can duplicate you. Yeah. So what happens is when you be yourself and you infuse yourself into no matter the career, no matter the situation, that automatically changes the narrative. Yeah. Because you create a lane, you create a space to where everyone feels welcome. So that when the next person that comes in that's different from you and different from everyone else comes in, different is no longer a thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what yeah. I'm saying? So the key ingredient in how you change the narrative is continue to pour more out of who you are. Yeah. Nah, I love it. Yeah, right. I was gonna say, man, hey, I'm gonna get up and run around this. <laughs> and, and, and you know that 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 leads to my closing question. I think you kind of answered it, right? So, you know, the way that, the closing question for everybody is um if you could have a billboard with one message that you're gonna put on that billboard to tell the world, what would that message be? You're worth not giving up on you. Mm. Mm. You worth not giving up on you. Yeah. 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 That would be that would be my message, man. Um wow. and, and and for me that encompasses everything because you know we've we've allowed social media to dictate what's cool, what's a cool job, what's not a cool job. But the crazy thing is, man, we forget about the people that really hold down jobs that keeps the wheel of the world going. Mm-hmm. For instance, no matter how much money you got, when your car breaks down, you got to take it to a mechanic. Right. And we have these mechanics, guys and girls, that humbly show up to work, you know what I mean, and fix our cars. Mm-hmm. We have these people that humbly go into schools every day and clean the bathrooms. Yeah. You know, we have people that stay after concerts and clean up. I used to be a janitor. I was one of the people that stayed up and cleaned up after concerts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what I mean by you're worth not, you are worth not giving up on you. Yeah. Meaning you matter. You play a part in what keeps the wheels of the world going, yeah. you know? Yeah. School teachers. Yeah. You know, school teachers are overworked and underpaid. Like, I'm still to this day friends with my kindergarten teacher and my first grade teacher. Nah. Like, we talk yeah. all the time. Uh, you know, they come to my shows. They came to my Grand Ole Opry debut. You know, nurses, man, um, waiters at restaurants, bartenders, you know, uh, 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 people that serve snacks at the, the movie theater. Mm-hmm. You know, people that are changing the, the lights in the movie theater. You know, we all play a part, man. Yeah. And that's my biggest thing. You know, you're worth not giving up on you, man. So no matter what you see on social media, as far as what's cool, what you need to be doing, how much money you need to be making, man, to hell with all that. Right, right, it's right. All, it's all nonsense, bro. Yeah. It's all nonsense that don't matter. It's not important. It's about the real circle of life. And when I, and when I say the real circle of life, I'm not talking about photosynthesis and all that other stuff. 
I'm talking about the circle of life to where when people pour into you, you pour into someone else. Yeah. And that's the real circle of life. That's yeah. how you get people motivated and inspired and to take pride in whatever they do. Yeah. So, you know, now's the time to uh, uh, collect, bring you all the tabs into the storehouse. Right. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, man, I was, I was just about to say, bro, you done took us to church about five, six times. You know what yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, no, bro, bro man. My, my, my guy, bro. Yeah, I see Trail. Yeah, <laughs> we see you, Trail. The connector. The connector. Trail, the connector. Oh, man. Well, bro, I, I'm... Trail probably sitting in his house holding his dog right now. <laughs> yes, Trill, I can see Trill, that. Trail's dog is human, bro. Yeah. That dog, that dog is human, bro. <laughs> I don't know if Trill told you, but when Trail came to Nashville, we saw some crazy stuff. We were at this place called St. Anejo's. Uh-huh. We saw these two dudes. Eating at, drinking at the bar. I think they're about to go golfing with a baby on the bar, bro. <laughs> on the bar. A baby on the bar, bro. <laughs> and then we left there. I, I had a minivan at the time. I was like, I got everything in this minivan. He said, what you mean? Bro, over the back of my minivan, boy, I came out the back of it. I had a fishing pole back there, softball <laughs> stuff. Basketball stuff, had a microphone, a guitar. So you ready to go yeah. no matter what the experience, what, uh, what, no matter what the adventure. I'm good. I'm ready to go. Barney, Barney had a Barney bag. I had a Jimmy van. Boy. Yeah, had, <laughs> the Jimmy van. Yeah, everything in that thing, bro. Oh man, the Jimmy Van. That's that's what that's what I'm gonna have to get a little bit more insight on uh, down the road, man. You go ahead. <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, everybody watching, man, if you just follow me, make sure y'all follow Black Men's Wear, man. DeAndre, man, I, I, I love what you're doing, uh, brother. appreciate it, fam. Like, I, I got, I told you, I got goosebumps one time watching your uh, Flash Mob. I uh, appreciate it. I was it. like, just seeing, you know, Black men in that light. Yeah. Bro, I was like, this is what I'm talking about, man. And it's about, it's about every, every race having a group of people that highlights the good parts of people that look like them. Because yeah. every every race has a negative stigmatism. Yeah. Whether it's black, white, Asian, whatever, whatever, whatever. Everybody has a group of people that thinks negative, negatively about a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. So to have someone powerful and well-spoken and educated like yourself, man, continuing to represent black men in the culture, man, I appreciate what you're doing, bro. Like, it's good stuff. Nah, I appreciate it, fam. For real, for real. I do, I do. And good stuff. I'm, I'm going to say this too, man. Um, To close us out, again, we're on the check-in. We got my man, Jimmy Allen. Uh, hey! If, if, you, if you're on the... Jimmy, tell them how to find you, man, on the gram, on, on social media, oh, on the man, website. I'm on, I'm on Instagram. I'm on social media. Uh, uh, I used to be on Bumble, but I'm not on Bumble. <laughs> you got settled um, down. Yeah, you got... Yes. <laughs> It's just Jimmy Allen, J-I-M-M-I-E. Oh, somebody to come back to Okinawa. I loved Okinawa, Japan. Um, yeah, that's 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 where you that's where you find me at. Uh, either there, at Disney World. Yeah, right. <laughs> either there, at Disney World. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Either there, either there, at Disney World. But man, I appreciate you, brother. Man, nah, for sure. It's all love. Uh, yeah, we we should we should do this again, man. No, sure. we will, we will, we Nicole will. Nicole Ray, what's up? Yeah, I seen Nicole Ray in there a few times. Yeah, she's been tuned in. Appreciate the love, Nicole Ray. Appreciate you tapping in and, and, and sitting with us. 
Um, I'm going to say this. Check out your music. If you got any music on Spotify, I'm going to go check it. And, and I was about to say you, man. Um, I love Baby James. Like that, that, you, bro, man. bro. Uh, my song is, uh, 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 Freedom Was a Highway. I be, oh, I be, <laughs> I be jamming, bro. Now you need to peep. I got a song out right now with my friends, Louis Short and the Sandellas. We put out a Christmas song called What Does Christmas Mean? Written okay. by Louis Short. Okay. Check out Louis Short. It's Claude Kelly. And Chuck Harmony, as individual songwriters, they wrote some of your favorite songs. Probably. Okay, like yeah, Chuck yeah. Claude wrote "Party in the USA." He wrote "Grenade for Bruno." Man, okay, okay. For Whitney, they did. They're doing Maya's new record. They're doing K. Michelle's stuff right now. They're fire. Okay, like Louis Short's the truth. Bro. I'm gonna go check it out soon. And soon, soon we get off. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, jam. It's jam time for me. So we gonna make it work. So we gonna make it work. Christmas mean it's got a straight Motown doo-wop. Yeah. Bro. Okay. Hey. <laughs> right. Right. No, I love it. I love it, man. Well, shoot, Jimmy, bro. Again, man, I appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Stopping by here, uh, okay. you know, with us for the check-in. Uh, again, everybody, this is going to be played on the podcast. So we're going to take this, put this on the podcast so you can listen to it, send it to a friend. Jimmy was dropping gems and nuggets the whole time about <laughs> just ways that you can motivate yourself, right? Being yeah, your own champion, being being the that's one that, that pushes yourself it's through. Called, it's called self-esteem, not other people's esteem. That's true. It only matters how you feel about yourself. That's true. Again, man, we we closing yeah. and he's still dropping nuggets. <laughs> hey, man, when, when, when I'm, I'm, I'm just a vessel. Yeah. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Amen. Amen to that. Amen to that. Amen to that. I got to before we get out of here, I got to say what I always say when I'm with black folk that I feel like went to church. I always say, man, the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent. Right. Until, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey. The benediction has been served. Y'all be good out there. <laughs> All right, brother. Again, man, appreciate y'all checking in, you know, checking into or joining us for the check-in today. Really excited. That was that was awesome. Uh, the guy Jimmy Allen stopped by with us just to drop a little bit. He dropped a lot of nuggets. So, again, this podcast is going to be on um, the ooh, excuse me. This podcast is going to be on the Black Men's Wear, the check-in about the check-in with Black Men's Wear on all major um, uh, podcast stations. So please go ahead and check it out for us. Again, don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com. Look for Black Men's Wear. Search Black Men's Wear. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to our uh, newsletter. You on the gram. Click the link in bio. You will be, uh, uh, if you click the link in bio, click join the movement. You'll find uh, the newsletter access there. And then the last thing that I got to get you to, to subscribe to is going to be the podcast. Tell your friend the check-in with Black Men's Wear is a podcast on all major podcast channels uh, iHeartRadio, radio uh, uh apple podcast so go check it out tell a friend and tell a friend but again we appreciate everybody for tapping into black menswear y'all be safe out there happy thanksgiving love and peace and love to everybody out there y'all be good thank you for listening to the check-in with black menswear 
Once again, I'm your host, Neandre Broussard, founder and CEO. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and tell a friend about it. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Black Menswear. Check us out and subscribe to the Black Menswear YouTube channel. And visit us online at weareblackmenswear.com to join the mailing list for ongoing updates for the Black Menswear Flash Mob Tour. Peace and blessings to you all. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash crime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.